All right, guys, what's up? We're going to do it. We're going to do a podcast. Another podcast today. Like I said, we're going to do one every Monday. I'm um, coming up through the year. My content strategy or I guess schedule this year is it's gnarly. It is gnarly, but that's what I want. So today's episode of the podcast, um, we are going to talk about a my first MMA fight happened a week and a half ago, two weeks Oh, a week and a half ago now. And um, we're also going to talk about my plans for the upcoming winter season, how you can make plans for the upcoming winter season, and um, how to how to really, you know, ramp it up this season. Uh, obviously, we're going to be bringing guests back on the podcast coming soon. I'm just super busy with all the, the online coaching, getting everything set up for the winter, helping all the guys that, uh, to, you know, podcasting is like not on the top of my list. So finding guests like Steep Steep and all those guys that I've been talking to and uh, I've had on the podcast before. They'll be coming back. We'll be putting more people like that on the podcast, but just um, just not right now, especially once we get into the winter season when we have my boy Robbie uh, fully on board. It's going to pop off. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But um, yeah, my goal with these podcasts is to A, have fun with it myself because I like talking. I covered this in the last one. It's fun to just randomly chat on the podcast. I enjoy it. Um, I would like to get podcast Pat back on because, you know, I have a great time talking with my friends and I think it's entertaining and funny for you guys. But I also want to provide some uh, educational value, whether that's telling you um, tricks for skiing, uh, best ways to get sponsors, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's really good to just share that information with you guys, not not gatekeep it because it's really hard to figure that out. And when I was starting skiing by myself, I... Uh, obviously struggled with that for a while. It took me a lot longer to learn than if somebody just explained it to me at the beginning. So part of it's that, um, part of the educational stuff too. I think a lot of you guys can just, um, learn from what me and all the other skiers we talk to, um, and we have in the podcast are doing like one of the biggest ways to be successful is to replicate what somebody else is doing. It's that simple. It's replicating success. Um, works if somebody's done that to get to a certain place if you follow the exact same steps it's a very good chance that you're going to get to either a similar place a better place or a similar place than that so that's kind of what the podcast is for i mean it's a little bit of a mismatch of mumbles right now but we gotta get in a consistent uh consistent stride um i guess timeline for the podcast gotta get in the routine of it that's a better way of saying it um so yeah every monday tune in Banged up with Bruce Oldham. And uh, once again, as I announced banged up with Bruce Oldham, I'm going to say the name. It's been there. It's been there before. Bombhole put any uh, put any banged up out there. So don't come at me for that stuff. I don't need it and I don't care about it. So yeah. Dope. All right. First MMA fight right off the top. Um, this was, two, yeah, a week and a half ago. It was on a Saturday. It was dope. It was like 10 minutes from my house. Um I flew home from BC. I covered this in one of the podcasts earlier, which was like my recap of the season. But I flipped a coin, flew home, um, ditched skiing at Momentum, and uh, I took a kickboxing fight on like 10 days notice with no training all winter. First kickboxing fight in a cage, um, same place, same fighting promotion as the last one, amateur. Uh, it was really good. I got a lot of experience. My opponent was a uh, really sick dude. He was, he was quite good. Um, obviously, your boys got the cardio. And uh, got a decision win over him. Uh, won all three rounds. It was good. It was uh, it was a, it was busy, but it was you know, it wasn't my most technical performance. It was still good, um, especially for first kickboxing fight uh, on ten days notice with no training all year. But ever since then, I uh, I had been in the gym uh, training because there's 
TriStar Gym, Montreal, and then a couple other affiliations with TriStar. So TriStar Gym, Reeve Nord is where I've been training in Blainville in Quebec. And it's a great gym, dude. The coach there, Alex Morgan, he's fighting on the Contender Series for the UFC this coming Thursday by the time, I guess Tuesday, right after the day after the podcast. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Go watch him uh, take over and uh, get that UFC contract. It's going to be sick. But I've been training seven days a week, um, three to two classes a day easy since that last fight and I haven't stopped I told myself after the ski season I was gonna take a little break because my body was mangled um some things happened you know it was like little just need to do something different change it up so did a hundred kilometer run ultra marathon uh took a kickboxing fight in 10 days notice then um a month like just under a month later after the last one I had the first MMA fight so I have had one big gnarly event if not two to three each month, um, basically since <laughs> this time last year, if not if not more. It's actually crazy to think about it, um, just quickly. This time last year, September last year, I was working construction. I mean, I work construction almost every summer or other jobs similar to construction, um, but mostly like construction style stuff. Um, and this time last year, I started doing the online coaching and, um, and taking what I knew, uh, like and sharing it with you guys and helping you guys out throughout the season and everything like that. And I was able to to fully quit my construction job and I have not worked for another person since then. I've only worked for myself and making money from like obviously sponsors, brand a couple brand deals and um online coaching. And, you know, sometimes you go do like a couple random odd job days here and there, or, like in person coaching as well. But I haven't worked for anybody else since September last year. So coming up on a full year, we've almost done a full year of being, I guess, a uh, half-assed entrepreneur, um, but just mo- mainly just skiing. Like I skied and trained all winter, and it was it was the gnarliest year of my, uh, yeah, gnarliest year of my season. But, anyways, back to back to MMA. Uh, first fight, been you know training seven days a week since I got home. So I had like a good month and a half plus, maybe maybe almost two months of like, um like training MMA or kickboxing and MMA, like fully wrestling, boxing, jiu-jitsu, everything. Um, so, I mean, not, not like I've been training year round, but two months, I feel really good. Eight days before the fight, um, I was rolling, I was, I was sparring, it was MMA sparring and, uh, I had somebody in a guillotine and they rolled over top, um, and I followed with them, but both of, both of our body weights landed on top of my big toe, um, perfectly upright in between us and the mat and it my big toe snapped uh broke broke my big toe on the right foot and it went fully up to the top of my to the top of my foot um and cracked in like three places and it was like uh, I was I was I was in pain maybe I was like <laughs> I didn't want to try to like over over exaggerate anything but it fucking hurt and uh yeah so eight days before my first MMA fight broke my big toe and obviously, like, couldn't put any weight on it, couldn't kick with that foot, could barely walk around um, with shoes and everything. If I taped it with shoes, it was good. I, I, could, I could walk with shoes. I could move a little bit more, like, you know, get in that, that, that uh, fighting stance and, and bounce around a bit with shoes on and, and a taped, taped up toe because it wasn't moving it too much. But when, when the shoes came off, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a different story. But I gave it three days healed then just got right back to training and, and trained as hard as I could with like my toe trying not to injure it more going to the first fight um same place uh definitely like 
I, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at coming down to contests now. Like, I, again, like, I've done a lot of big contests for skiing. I've done a lot of contests in all kinds of sports. So getting the nerves out, making sure my headspace is right, I'm visualizing the right things, I'm in the present moment when I'm there to compete, I'm very good at. And uh, that showed, obviously, um, when, I, when I got to the fight, I was, I was like, not super nervous. I wasn't super... Um, wasn't super scared or anything like that. I wasn't like too excited, too hyped up, too amped up. Uh, I, I got there and it was the same as the first kickboxing fight where, where I stepped in and I was like, okay, this just feels right. I was, I was here to do, I'm here to do this. And this is like, I was meant to do this as well. And like, I, I've said this to a couple people, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But one of the goals I've had kind of just, it's kind of just an idea, but that's how everything starts. Like for me, like the ultra marathon was like an idea. I have a video on my Snapchat memories two and a half years ago where I sat down and watched all the marathon documentary. And I was like, I, I marked it. I'm like, you guys better mark my words because in, uh, I, I think I said a year, um, I just ran my first marathon at this point, at this point when I, when I took this video, I said within a year or two, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to run an ultra marathon. And I'm like, most of you guys don't believe me, but I'm going to make this happen. And I didn't think about that video. I didn't see that video. I didn't, didn't even pay attention to it. Um, and then after I ran the ultra marathon, like, um, two months ago, I, uh, I was just going through my Snapchat memories like a week later and the video popped up cause it was like the same day or something. Um, and it's like this video about me talking about running ultra marathon, but it's funny cause it, it, these ideas just, they, they start as ideas. You put them in your subconscious and they kind of just you know, they, they build and form over, over years. And one of these ideas I've had is to be one of the best freestyle skiers and mixed martial artists. And I don't know why, but it just seems very cool for me to be like, yo, I just competed in X games and two and a half weeks later, I'm going to step into the octagon in the UFC and just go to war with some guy that, that like, obviously like it's not attainable to be the best doing, doing like that level of each sport, which is why I'd like to eventually do like finish skiing and switch over to MMA or something. We'll, we'll see how my body feels when I'm like 33 and I've been doing this for so long. But, uh, I mean, it just starts as an idea. And I think that the, those challenges are really cool. And I got to test this, this theory out this, this summer and this, um, this, I guess, spring it would be, uh, with the two fights I've had and also skiing and training MMA full time throughout the summer. And, um, coming off the last half of the season and it's going to be a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> but if I train consistently for MMA throughout the year and, and keep up with the skiing consistently, I think it's a lot more attainable as long as I give myself good rest days. But that's the idea. Anyways, I stepped into the octagon. Um, moral of the story, uh, got him out in like a minute and a half first round. Uh, we, me and my friend, the guy I've been training with for the camp, we are, I've, I've been hitting rear naked chokes, a lot of them. And I'm pretty good at taking the back. So we were kind of, he, he called it and I was kind of like thinking the same thing. And we're like, yeah, you're going to rear naked choke him or take his back and tap him out within the second round. And I was like, yeah, second round. And that's what I was saying coming into it. Like a couple of days before I took a couple of videos, I'm like, I think he's going out in round two, rear naked choke. And uh, instead I made it happen in the first round in a minute and a half. So kind of disappointed that I, uh, I didn't mystic mac it. I, I messed that one up. I'm going to do better for you guys next time. I'm going to get the prediction absolutely perfect next time but it was fun and so basically fight starts off get in the cage crowd is going crazy i don't know why maybe it's because I'm, I'm on the tristar team and also we had i had some of my friends there and they were screaming as well but crowd was going crazy um and right off the bat came at me i hit him with a nice shot um 
stepped off to the side through a kick. I missed, missed the kick. Um, and then he just, he just charged at me. Keep in mind this guy, like we're both fighting at 125, but this guy's probably like 135-ish, 140 in the cage. And he's like a good like four inches taller than me. So he's quite a bit bigger than me. Um, and I mean, I, I only cut like whatever, three to five pounds for a fight. I weigh 130 like naturally. Um, so he's a little bit bigger than me. But anyways, I think he thought he could bully me. So he just ran at me uh, throwing like just jab cross coming straight at me. Ran me up against the back of the fence. Um, gra- I grabbed him because he, he just charged at me. And I hit the fence. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Gra- grabbed him. Um, and then from there, we started grappling. So I reversed him against the fence. Uh, he got my head kind of uh, kind of in a headlock. It wasn't tight enough. It wasn't a guillotine. It wasn't like his arm wasn't deep in. And he only had one arm, too, doing it. He was uh, almost like he was trying to do like a one-arm guillotine, but my chin wasn't underneath the arm. My ar- My chin was like... He was just forearm on face, so I don't know what his plan was. But I dropped to a double leg, uh, tripped his leg, took him down, w- passed him to full mount, and from there, um, basically just, just dominated on the mat, switching from full mount to half guard to side control, um, and just, just punching him from the top, taking his back, and just throwing bombs from top. I have a little video. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll link it in the end of the podcast. But yeah, just throwing bombs from on top, and then eventually he ate a couple too many shots, and he, he like lifted his hands up to... like. He got sloppy, really, like really sloppy. Once I, uh, once I hit him with a couple shots from the back, more than a couple, <laughs> and then uh, I just grabbed his neck and tapped him out. But it was, it was a really good fight. I was calling for the belt afterwards. Don't know why it was my first MMA fight, but they put me ranked number seven in the division with one fight. So I mean, I'm not complaining. Passing a bunch of people with more fights than that and more victories than that in the division, so it was fun. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I, I think for me personally, like as an, as a mixed martial artist and as an athlete and a skier, my athletic ability is very good. I learn a lot faster for, than most people for skiing and MMA, just because I'm disciplined. Um, I'm naturally gifted when it comes to athletics and, uh, and I do have the, the passion and the drive and I work a lot harder than most people. So I do learn a little bit quicker, but there's a difference between learning quicker and then, and, and only training for two to three years in the summer. So like, I guess only a year and a half, really. Um, especially when you take a year, when you take those six months off, it's hard to get like in the rhythm. It kind of feels a little bit foreign for the first month. Um, and then after the first month, you're back in. But it, it like that kind of, that kind of level of, of competition, like what I'm doing now is okay in amateur. But I mean, when you get to like high level amateur, high level, or even low level pro, when you have people that have been training for seven eight years minimum and they're training consistently maybe they're not training like seven days a week two to three classes like i am when i am training but they're training like three to four days a week and they're training for eight years straight and that consistency um just at the stage where where i am for how much how much uh effort i'm putting in it's gonna be hard to beat so i'm gonna have to find a way around it but you look at people like jake paul and stuff um and i personally think that the way he does it is the way that is possible for somebody like me to do it. Because what, if you have enough of, a, of enough, I guess generally enough time and money and you have enough um, dedication and passion for it, you can really make up for lost time because A, you get somebody like Jake Paul, right? He has tons of money and he's not worried about it. So he hires the absolute best team. You're not going to like a group class and just learning like with a group like most of these athletes are until they're like top level pros, right? Um, you're learning with one of the best people, uh, in private lessons. So you're learning way better, way faster. And then you have a whole support team on top of that in, ter- in terms of like, um, 
physiotherapist, massage therapist, nutritionist, everything like that to make sure you're really dialed in. And then you have somebody breaking down your style and your fights afterwards and everything like that. So you're learning like at a way, way faster pace. And I think for somebody like me to catch up and stay competitive in both of these sports um, at the same time, that's what I would need. I would need a separate support system for each that really, really is like some of the best people and really, really dials everything in and does all, all I have to do is show up and listen and pay attention and, and put the work in. And I think it's possible. I think something like that is possible. Um, but I think it's definitely not going to be something that's going to be easy. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I was very good. I have another, uh, my toe is still broken. We're two weeks out, uh, of my next fight. Think, think I'm having a fight in September 10th. My, apparently my, my first opponent that was supposed to fight me in September 10th got injured. So if you're listening to this, I'm also injured. So come fight with me. Come, come fight me. My toe is still broken. Come fight me. I haven't taken any time. I haven't taken any time off. If anything, I've probably made it worse because I've just been training. I, I literally the day after my fight, the uh, fight was on Saturday. Sunday, I was in the gym sparring for Sunday morning sparring. Broken toe. I mean, I did. I didn't get punched once in my fight. Like, like nothing. There was one punch that hit my guard when he ran in, so nothing hit me. Um, so I was like obviously concussion free or whatever. Um, but I mean, after that, I've been training pretty much every day. I don't miss days of training ever. If there's a scheduled training thing, I'm there, I'm training, I'm putting the work in. But, uh, I think this week I'm going to try to take some time off, uh, just to heal my foot up a little bit before my next fight. Uh, in case it does happen, they're looking for a new opponent for me because, uh, if it isn't the way it is right now, I can't kick with my right foot still. And that's not ideal because, you know, your boy wants to throw some nasty teep kicks. I got love the nice round kick. And uh, also when I'm grappling, I can't put too much weight on it. So hopefully when you get in the cage and like the bell goes, you kind of like the adrenaline kicks in. And you're like, all right, you kind of forget about it. But I obviously want to show up as good as I can. So, but yeah, next fight is on September 10th. Hopefully we'll see. Um, nothing confirmed yet, obviously, because I'm looking for a new opponent. But I'm excited for it. I have a great team, a great gym, and I'm I'm super stoked on it. And it's only 45 minutes from where I live in Quebec. So, I mean, it's a, it's an hour, hour and a half drive every day. It's not too bad. Drive there, drive back at night. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, so that's, that is the MMA fight. That's my first MMA fight. If you guys want to watch the video, I will link it below the podcast. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, if you want to check it out, it'll be there. In the show notes, I think that's what podcasters say. And then, yeah, so plans for this season, this winter season is really exciting for me. Um, it's going to be different. I'm not going to be, last year I went 100% competition and it was really good. I got my first World Cup starts like we covered. I did three of them. Um, I did like 19 events last year. It was crazy. I competed in the Ukraine, competed all over. It was, it was great. But this year um, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going, not going to do the smaller contest. I'm only going to do the biggest contest I get invited to and only um, the ones that make sense. But we are taking a step back from co- uh, contest, but we are taking a step forward in content, which I think is going to be really exciting for you guys. Because most of you guys, like, you guys watch like X Games and sometimes do tour maybe, and nobody watches the World Cup. Like, first of all, then you guys even know where to find a link for World Cup, which is ridiculous because, I mean, it's... It would be, it should be televised and made more easily accessible for all you guys because, I mean, that's part of the reason why the sport's a lot like lagging behind. But nobody cares about contests too much. Um, for you guys, it's all content and it's in, it's enjoyable for you guys. So my goal for this year is to put as much work into content as possible. 
for you guys and make it absolutely insane. So what that means is I have brought on, we're kind of announcing it right now, um, I guess, little, little announcement, I brought on one of the best guys you can possibly have in the industry for literally going hard on YouTube and making the best content possible for you guys. We're going to grow the YouTube channel as insanely as we can and put out the most insane content as possible. I'm still going to do a contest, um, but I really think content is, is the way, and I think it's part of the way that I am going to enjoy um, skiing more just where I, where, where I get to do, be more free and, and, and like spend more time doing like just random things. I'm very spontaneous. And if I have random ideas and challenges and things to do, which is what we're going to do, we're going to put on some of the biggest, like craziest spectacles, events and, uh, and videos that you've ever seen. Um, I think it's, I think it's going to play more towards my, my personality and I'm going to enjoy it. I very much enjoy competing at a high level, but, uh, there's, I also don't, I also don't like being con, confined to what other people want me to do and need me to do. And like when you're in a national team or anything like that, which I would love to be a part of a national team, um, there, there's just certain rules you have, you have to follow and, um, certain things you can't put out. So this year, since I'm not part of a national team, I think it'll be a great time for me to kind of, um, you know, just enjoy it, enjoy that freedom while I have it. And uh, and put out the, the the best content I possibly can for you guys. So we're bringing on Robbie. He uh, he worked at Ski Addiction before. Um, he's like the absolute like a goat when it comes to YouTube. This guy obsesses over, um, obsesses over everything he he does. When he when he starts something, he obsesses over it, and that's why some of the he's one of the best at it because he dives into every little detail. He learns everything he can, and he. He optimizes everything to the best he can. And he's a great filmer. If you guys have not seen any of his, his footage, check him out on uh, Instagram, Flying Englishman. But we have some insane ideas for, for YouTube content. One of the one ideas is skiing all seven continents in seven days. Um, we're, we might up it to 10 days just because we're looking at logistics for all that and it's going to be insane. But we're going to do some crazy shit like that next year. So coming into this winter season, um, obviously for me, it's going to be performance-based in terms of... Um, trying to learn as big a tricks as possible and uh, trying to trying to still do well in contests, but most of it's going to be directed towards um, towards creating the, the best content possible for you guys. So that's going to include going to tours around different mountains um, throughout the winter season, hit up as many mountains in the States as we can, hit up as many mountains in Canada as we can, film content with Steep Steep, film content with Jackson, Car Starter, all the, all the US boys, all the PC boys, go around, film content with all the Canadian boys, like Max Moffat and, and Evan, and, and just really put up the best content possible for you guys. Um, so if you guys... Uh, enjoy that if that's what you think would be sick for next year let me know send me a dm um, give me some content ideas too we're always looking for content ideas podcast guests too would be great um but yeah that is that is the plan uh moving into next year and obviously updating and making the coaching programs as good as possible because that's how uh how we're funding this right so by by get by coaching you guys and providing support for you guys um, it also supports the content and, and the, the badass stuff we're able to do for you guys, like putting on big events, doing giveaways where we give out free skis and stuff like that, which we are doing next month coming into uh, Saturday, Saturday, September, uh, mid-September, we're giving away, uh, mid, mid or, end, or uh, late September, I haven't picked the date yet, but I'm giving away a brand new pair of skis to, uh, to one of the Slope Academy members, so... Uh, but doing doing cool things like this is all coming from the support you guys get by by um, joining coaching programs um, and and learning from us because a it supports us and b it uh, 
it allows us to give you the education, uh, the education, the education and the information that we know. Cause a, I'm, I'm really good at skiing. I'm really good at ski coaching. I have my certs, but I've not, I've coached over 250 plus people now. Like if you want to learn faster, that's how you do it. You learn from somebody who's already been there and done it. I think I said that at the beginning of the podcast and to bring on somebody like Robbie, who's like an expert in YouTube, um, and expert in social media and all that stuff. And then mixing it with my, my abilities and what I've learned from my time on social media and, and uploading and stuff like that. Like two, two years ago, I had 2000 followers. Now I have over a hundred thousand across platforms. So, I mean, mixing that with Robbie's skill, I think it's going to go to the next level this year. And the other cool part is we can teach you guys how to do all these things. Um, when, when we talk about coaching you guys for skiing, I don't want to be somebody who coaches some, uh, a skier. Like the, the biggest pet peeve I have about ski coaches, it's not, not a big pet peeve. It's not a big problem because it's not what they're paid to do, but any ski club, any ski program you join, you join, you go to anything like that. They, they only teach you tricks. That's, that's all they teach you. And that like getting better and learning new tricks is a big part of skiing. But if you want to make a career in skiing, it has nothing to do with it. Absolutely. If you want to be, if you want to be a full-time free, uh, freestyle skier or park skier, backcountry skier, rail skier, or skier that just creates content or whatever you want to do, just getting good at skiing. Like, obviously it helps. It's a good thing. It's what you're passionate about. Learning and progressing your tricks is, is amazing, but it's like the smallest piece of the pie. There's so many like amazing skiers around the world that are like can do some of the gnarliest tricks that are a their parents are just paying for it or b they just have they literally have no money. I've had to see so many of like some of the best skiers I've seen in my life just quit because they can't afford it. Um, and that's something we want to teach you guys to do is how to do all the other aspects of of freestyle skiing. And that's something I want to put on put on a show um, and showcase this year throughout the year because I've been able to do that by by learning. It took me a lot longer than I wanted to, but I was able to learn all the different aspects of freestyle skiing and making a career in skiing that go into it other than learning tricks like how to write sponsorship letters, how to get sponsors, how to ask sponsors to pay you, how to provide value that sponsors are willing to pay for, how to work with brands, how to grow on social media, on Instagram, on YouTube, how to pivot from that to creating educational content on, on YouTube and social media and how to create your own products and how to start um, a brand like what we did with ASC and how to run Shopify stores. And there's so many, so many, so many different things. How to, how to just be an athlete in general. Like you might be learning new tricks, but your mobility and flexibility and, and your actual like um, injury prevention system, like what you, what you do in the gym to prevent injuries when you go skiing is just at an all time low. Um, there, there's so many other things and most all, not, not most all coaching programs, all coaches miss everything, but just the learning new tricks part. So I want to, on top of helping you guys learn new tricks this year, uh, I want to a teach you guys how to do all the other stuff and B I want to show how I've done it throughout the season and, uh, and really put on some of the best content for you guys. We're going full, full core this year. We're going to mix like a buttery films with a Mr. Beast, I think for YouTube or something like that. We'll have to figure it out um, exactly what our content strategy is going to be, but it's going to be gnarly. It's going to be some of the best content you've ever seen for skiing. And um, we're going to take over this world. That's, that's the plan. We're going to take over the skiing industry first, then we're going to transition and take over the MMA industry. And then we're going to take over it all with you guys right on top. So that's the idea. This is the podcast. I just like hopping on and rambling. I'm going to have my morning coffee 
and uh, sit down and chat with you guys for 30 minutes. It's kind of weird. I can just get my thoughts on my head. It's nice. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it wherever you listen to. Give it five stars. It helps us out in the algorithm a lot. Um, and if you guys are interested in learning from me and Robbie and a bunch of other coaches we have in Slope Academy, um, like Jackson Carstarter and Etienne and, and a bunch of other national team athletes and stuff like that, check out Slope Academy. The link will be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, deuces, guys. It was great talking to you. Peace out.